Hey guys, Brian here with Texas Country Today Radio, and I have the amazingly talented and beautiful Bailey Ray here. How are Bailey, you? <laughs> good. And I, I understand you're at work, so we will we will keep this um, very on point and quick. Uh, Talk as but, much as you want. I don't think I work till later, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, your work must be kind of cool. I see a cactus, and I'm kind of a cactus guy. And this then is. I, this is my office, and so I had got the choice to decorate it how I want. So there's, of course, the the big, the big longhorn, and then we got a cactus and like all my instruments over there. Got a banjo and a fiddle that I never pick up, and you know, <laughs> a, a mandolin is that what that is, or is that just a little guitar? Right here. Yeah. Right there? That's yeah, so Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I teach ukulele lessons too, along with guitar. So I got you. just a baby guitar. Bitch. <laughs> You talk lessons and guitar lessons and all that stuff. Yeah, um, thank you. How long has that been going on? Um, whenever I got back from LA, that's when I kind of got a lot of students. So probably about three years now. Um, yep. and I stay, I stay pretty busy. This is what um I love. I love this job because I get to do it Monday through Wednesday, and then mm -hmm. I get to do all my other stuff Thursday through Sunday. Um, I'm a musician full time, but I get to teach baby songbirds on the way, which is really, really cool. <laughs> sure. I was actually, uh, I was just talking to a, um, an up and coming artist and I said, Hey, I need some videos. I see you all over TikTok, but you are constantly just belting. I said, can you send me something? A chest. I sounded really technical. What I was talking about. A chest voice. A little bit ahead. She was like, oh, I got the belt. That's what I got. <laughs> right? That's so, so funny. Um, you did spend some time out in L.A. We'll go ahead and touch on that real quick before we jump into yeah. your new single. Oh, which? Yeah. Um, I'm going to just mention the new single at the beginning. Uh, broken Heart to Broken Heart is amazing. That Thank is such you. A <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's exactly what needs to be played on Texas radio right now. In fact, it well, needs to be played. You. Yeah, it needs to be played across the, the country. And I know, I know you didn't write it, but um, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, I kind of forgot where I was going. Oh, you spent some time out in LA. Tell us yes. about your experience out there with Mr. John Legend. I know you got to share the stage yeah. with him. Yeah, so, so I, uh, I guess I left... Um, summer of 2020 and it was kind of a weird time just because this was when all of the things were going down um all of the COVID things and so it's smack dab in the middle of COVID um but I went out there and I've stayed out there for about four months um and I learned pretty quick that I'm not an LA kind of girl and I never will be um but I enjoyed my experience out there it was you know it was definitely a um 
it was definitely different from Southeast Oklahoma. <laughs> and so I went out there. Ex- I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't think that was what I was expecting. Um, but they put us up in a hotel in Burbank. And um, the first month, I pretty much spent preparing for my blind audition. Um, and so that was the first time we saw the coaches. So they spent about a month on us um, with vocal lessons and uh, band rehearsals and all that stuff just to get us prepared for um, blind auditions. And so um, it was the week of blind auditions. And um, my camp had a false positive COVID test. And so I was supposed to go on Monday of blind auditions. Then I was supposed to go on Tuesday. They couldn't get me cleared still. So I was supposed to go on Wednesday. I ended up going on Thursday, which was the last day for blind auditions. And there was only one team left. And that was Mr. John Legend. And uh, I'm very, very grateful because he just, uh, he he could have easily not turned his chair just because, you know, he was looking for something specific. Um, I don't know what he was looking for. But apparently he was looking for a country bumpkin from Southeast Oklahoma, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it was within seconds he turned around. And I think he was just looking for something um, completely different from what he's had before because he hasn't had a country artist. He He's had one recently, but before that, I was his very first country artist. Um, I always say he kind of handled me like a porcupine. He didn't really know what to do with me. I was just like here, here you go. Like, I didn't know what to, he didn't know what to do with me. I was too country for him, I think. But, um, Kelly and Blake picked most of my songs. Um, and they're, they were always willing to help out wherever they could. And, um, it was just a really fun experience. I think it was a fun experience for John too, because he'd never experienced anything like me before. Um, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm a little, like, I'm a little out there. I'm a little redneck, if you will. But, um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a good time. I made it all the way to, um, I guess, the semifinals. Um, it was just, it was a very, very, it was a good learning experience for me. Um, I still think that I was really, really young. Um, I'm young now. And for someone who hasn't even, you know, experienced life yet, to be out in L.A. by themselves is a lot. Um, making your way through LAX by yourself is a lot. Um, and then spending your time out there in LA is just kind of, um, kind of a mess. And then you add on top of being on a TV show that's streamed in front of thousands of people. Um, and I think that it was just, it was really, really tough on me because I was so young, but I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. And I think that, um, you know, it did wonders for me in the in the career path that I was on and the point of my career that I was at um because I was like you know I don't really know what's happening for me right now and then it all just kind of came at once um right after graduation and so I was like I guess that's what I'm doing now so let's go what's it like playing Texas being a native Oklahoman play a lot in Texas and you know we have a few Oklahoma venues but not very many um, and so whenever I go down to Texas to, you know, do all my gigs, I'll say I'm from Southeast Oklahoma. Now y'all don't keep that against, you know, don't hold that against me. I promise I'm not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> I promise I'm not as bad as it sounds. I'm just right across Red River. I promise it's not bad. <laughs> I well, know. It's yeah. just, I love, I love being from Oklahoma. I love yep. it. 
Um, it gives me something to talk about because I spend so much time in Texas. It's become sure. part of my personality. Like, yeah, I'm from Oklahoma. What's it to you? You know, it's become a part of my personality. And uh, there's just there's good people here. Um, you know, there's some not good people here, but that's everywhere. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no. if we can, let's go ahead and transition into talking about your single. Just released a radio um, last week, and um, I I have been getting requests to play it even more, and I'm already playing it, I think, as much <laughs> as I can play it um, on my station anyways. So um, what's what's the response been thus far for you and that, that song? It's been really, really good. Um you know, releasing, releasing music that's super true to who you are. Um, and not always, you know, sometimes you just release things for you instead of, um, you know, everyone else, but you want everyone to like it. That's just not, you don't want to release something and have no one listen to it. You know what I mean? Um, but that makes a world of difference when you're, when you start releasing things because you like it and that's who you are. Um, and so I think that the response this time, my mind has shifted, differently than my past releases just because like you know it's gonna do what it can i'm in love with this song and i know that there's traditional country people out there that that's gonna love this song and so the response has been really really good um it's only been a week like you said so you know you you see a few numbers but um it's just gonna keep growing from here hopefully and um it's actually doing really well in Australia, which is super, super cool. I love that. I'm making a trip to Australia, I guess. I need to anyway, but... Um, I think I think Dusty's actually planning a trip to Australia because they did that trip to Ireland. Yes. And I think, I think Australia's the next one up. Um, I know there's there he's actually been working the last couple of days on a concert with Stoney, Stoney LaRue and Jesse mm-hmm. Jennings over at the airfield, but um, in the background... There are other stuff he's been working on is some Australia stuff. So it might be coming up in the works. I'm not going to spoil any news, but it might be coming up. Well, whether he invites me or not, I'm going to be in his um, carry on suitcase. So he better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Have you, have you had a chance to talk to Dax down there with country thunder radio or. uh, I haven't gotten to talk to him, but that's the chart that I'm on. I'm number two right now on their chart. Um, which I think is wild. I don't know how, but you know, I'm not going to complain one bit and they have been just very, very, like very, very sweet to me. Um, so I can kind of tell you how and why. So, um, the area where Dax is from, and actually a lot of guys down in Australia, it's kind of like, um, if you threw a, a Texan and an Oklahoma guy and, a Kansas guy all in a ring and kind of mushed them all together, added a sprinkle of craziness on top of what was already there. Then you have an Australian um, redneck. Good, so good, good, good. That's what that's you got. A, that's a different kind of breed, I guess, you know? Yeah, they're pretty rough. <laughs> I don't know if you just saw it. So uh, Cody Johnson actually just um, I just saw there. that last night. Yeah, he posted on TikTok, I think it was. And... Um, I mean, they are just a good group of guys down there. So there's no surprise that you're doing so well down there because they, they one, they love female singers down there. And two, it's just a really good song. So I wouldn't be surprised about how well it's doing anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's just, um, 
I love the song. Uh, it just, I like I was on Corliss yesterday. It just kind of fell in my lap. Um, you know, I, I know one of the writers pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go write with him in Nashville here in a couple weeks, but um, I know one of the writers pretty well. And then the other writer on it is Rebecca Lynn Howard. And if you go look at her, if you go search her anywhere, mm-hmm. the songs that she's written are insane. Um, she had some really, really big hits in the nineties along with like, she was kind of like a little under Martina McBride, but she still was like in that same era, like still, um, the very, very powerful female, like powerhouse is what it was. Um, and her voice is incredible. She still does stuff in Nashville. And so when the song kind of landed in my lap and I saw who the writers were, I didn't even know one of my friends was on it. I was like, um, you want to tell me about that? Like, (laughs) I know you. <laughs> um, but it's just it just kind of fell on my lap. The song's incredible. It's incredibly written. Um, if you like a story song, you're gonna like this. Um, and if you like country music, if you like traditional country music, you're gonna like it. And um, this song kind of just it did the work by itself, I guess you could say. So <laughs> it's just a great song. So. Titan, let's talk about uh, the differences between traditional country music and um, some of the current music. And and I'll use the example I just saw. I, I follow a couple studio guys on TikTok, and I just saw him dissect um, Morgan Wallen's song. And, and a, a lot of it, it's basically the first eight bars um, repeated over and over for the entire song for the mm-hmm. acoustic guitar. They add in... Um, four different notes um, on the first two bars after the first eight, you know what I mean? And then um, they had like some steel guitar or some um, uh, maybe electric guitar that they ran through like a synth on there. And then the rest of it is just um, kind of copy and paste on Morgan's vocals throughout the whole thing. And yeah. that's, it's a very effective way to build a song. It's probably very cost effective for record executives to just capture tracks. But yeah, I, th- I feel like storytelling country music is a little bit harder to cut because you have to get that emotion in there as well as Absolutely. the story. Uh, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? I know that's a lot. I apologize. No, you're fine. I, I mean, there's just, there's just such a big difference of what's out there right now and what I'm trying to release. Um, I want my songs to feel like, okay, is this girl, like, is she new or did she, is she from the nineties? Like, is this an older song that I haven't heard before? Like, I want people to be confused. Like, (laughs) what is this? You know, because the first thing you hear when my song starts is a steel guitar. That is the first thing you hear before anything else comes in. It is a steel guitar. And that's what I wanted. Um, I want that traditional country feel to be in my music, the fiddle, the steel, um, the storytelling aspect. I think that is so important in music today. And I feel like that's what mainstream is missing is a storytelling song. And no, not everyone's looking for that. You know, during the summer, everyone's looking for just like a fun time, good song. Um, And so not everyone looks for that, but the type of music that I want to release and what I want my music to be like is, You know, I want you to feel something when you walk away from it. You know, when you listen to that song, I want you to literally be either grabbing a tissue or ready to fight someone or, you know, just showing some kind of emotion. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. 
I want people to be able to walk away from my music feeling something. Um, and if you like traditional country music, that's just a plus. <laughs> and uh, if you like Zoo guitar, that's a plus. <laughs> I think the, the proof is kind of in, in history, and I'm, I'm a big history buff, but if you look at the songs that have really stood the test of time, um, you know, everybody w- went crazy over the song, and you might be too young to even remember it, but the Blue Man Group, the, the or the song Blue, that that was a hit, crazy hit song. Did not stand the test of time, because uh, yeah. it doesn't tell a story. And really, if you look at a lot of, even in the pop pop realm, um, the like the big Madonna songs, the big, um, heck, even the big Backstreet Boys songs, those ones are the ones that invoke emotion, tell a story about heartbreak or... Yeah of joy or something like that. So um, I think ultimately people do want this, this, the, the storytelling, but I, I think they, they don't always know how to find it. And then it just kind of, yeah. they find them more or less. So it's a, it's a lot of um, the songs are kind of few and far between anymore. Um, I mean, you think about whenever you listen to like Keith Whitley, tell Lori, I love her. That is like one of the most emotional songs and you walk away like knowing his feelings about her. And that's what makes, I think, country music so special um, is because you can feel those emotions just through a song. And maybe you can feel it through other genres, but um, I don't know. Country just feels um, a little bit different to me, always has. Sure. uh, I told you, you know, when we did this interview last that I took a break from releasing music. Um, I didn't really know (laughs) where I was going in my career path, um, about it. It's it's been about a year since I've released anything. Um, I was writing stuff and I was even recording stuff. I went into the studio and recorded a few things that just wasn't who I was and it wasn't what I wanted to portray to the world. And, um, you know, you kind of, and then you get in your head and you're like, okay, what am I doing this for? You know? Sure. So. I think I was missing that almost like the, um, the home feeling, the, the feeling you get when you listen to country music just feels like yeah. home to me. Yeah. And so I think that that's what I was missing. I was almost doing like Texas rock and roll, which is nothing wrong with that at all. Sure. It's not what my voice is suited for and it's not who I am. So, um, kind of did a little switcheroo. <laughs> and so this song is my first single back and it just, um, I hope it makes people feel something. Um, and I hope it it kind of gives you the sense of feeling of home too, because that's what I feel listening to the song. Um, but it's definitely a storytelling song, and it's a little heartbreak song. So if you need your tissues, go ahead and get them on out. <laughs> right. Well, um, I, I guess I'm going to leave you with just a, a quick question here. Um, do you feel like your time out in LA and your time with uh, Blake and Kelly and John? Do you think that kind of led you to want to do some some teaching and some vocal lessons and things like that? I think so. I also had a, um, I was actually at this vocal studio since I was 13. Um, wow. So I got vocal lessons, um, I guess, around that same age, preteens, teens. Um, and I had the best mentor in my entire life. Her name is Shonda Raines and her husband, Charlie Shear. And um, so I got lessons, um, got guitar lessons, and I feel like I learned so much 
within those vocal lessons. And I was just very fortunate that she let me be able to pass on that passion to other kids. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I started wanting to teach before the voice. Um, it just is, I mean, this is, um, just a part-time job and how lucky am I that I get to do something with music involved with music while I'm still doing music, you know? So it just, it happened. It was just a, a really, really cool experience. And I love what I do. I love my kids. Um, but I think that I wanted to teach before um, the whole voice experience. And if anything, um, they definitely taught me some different, um, I teach very technical. I teach, you know, about your, your palate in the back of your mouth and your diaphragm. And, um, you know, I'm teaching them how to preserve their voice so they can use it for a long time. Um, and I think that they taught me more, Things in a different aspect, like um, we had a vocal coach there, Trelawney, and she was the best, uh, but she taught very different than how I teach. Um, and so I think that being able to have those experiences and learning different things and being able to pull those things back now has been really yep. cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always, I think I always wanted to teach as soon as I came to the studio, um, just because there's so much love here and I have the best boss ever. So pretty lucky, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Well, um, kind of just a quick rapid fire song or rapid fire song, rapid fire question. And then we're going to, uh, kind of cut, cut the interview off. I guess we've been going for a little bit longer than I thought, but I'm not going to complain. I'm kind of um, talkative. <laughs> favorite, favorite cover song to sing. <laughs> Ew. Probably didn't mean to love you. Merle Haggard. I haven't done Ooh. that forever, but that's Merle Haggard's been one of my favorites since day one <laughs> since the earth started i guess <laughs> okay. all right least favorite song that is requested at a live venue Ooh, you know what we have gotten some weird ones like i stood there and looked at them like do i look like i know how to sing that <laughs> one of them was cupid shuffle and i said y'all have to be joking with me right now y'all are kidding y'all are joking i was like that's not going to happen. If you want some Keith Whitley or, or Waylon Jennings, sure. I got you. Cupid Shuffle, I'm out. Um, I don't feel like this is my least favorite, but we do have requests all the time for um, Neon Moon, which is in my set list anyway sometimes. Um, if I know that we're going to get that requested, I'll just throw it in there. Um, sure. And then I love the song, but Strawberry Wine. We get that one requested a lot. Um now my guitar player gets requested free bird about every two or three gigs, which is to be expected. Sure. Um, but yeah, we've, we've had some weird ones over the past, probably Cupid shuffle was my worst memory though. Cause I was like, I want to leave. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong crowd. <laughs> All right. This one, this next one might be a little difficult for you because you are a vocal okay. teacher and I know okay. you have a big vocal range, but Song you attempted that you never that you wish you never had. Mm. It doesn't have to be publicly either. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of females try this one, um, and it's Broken Wing, Martina McBride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have students bring it in all the time. They can sing it like a million times better than I did. Um, that was one of them that I just. 
I wanted to attempt it and I did once and I was like, yeah, no, never again. That was absolutely horrific. That's never going to happen. Um, and probably I loved the song. It just didn't fit me vocally and it wasn't the best. It was You're No Good, Linda Ronsack. You're no good, you're no good. Yeah. Right. Um, I can't picture you singing that. I'm sorry. I wanted to and it's such a good song. So I tried it and then I was like, okay, that was bad. I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, and then um, we're, we're, we'll leave the venues out of it because that's really tough to to say favorites and not favorites. Oh, yeah. But we, I will say, um, not as an artist, but just as a person, favorite state you vacation to? Ooh. You know what? This one was actually super recent. Um, I had the opportunity to go sing at uh, Shine Frontier Days. And that was like the best experience ever. Um, I come from a radio family and that's just what we do. Um, you know, I was never the best at it, but I definitely tried. Um, but I chose sure. music instead. But for me to be at Cheyenne Frontier Days was very special. Um, and then we went up through Colorado before we got to uh, before we got to Cheyenne. And sure. I would probably the mountains over the beach any day. And I think that being just right in the center of everything. We stayed in, um, I think we stayed in Colorado Springs and then we went up to, we went up to Denver for a second. Um, but I think that was probably one of my favorite trips just because um, I love, I love that kind of stuff. I love the pretty views and everything like that, but I'm a mountain instead of an ocean probably. Um, but Colorado probably was my favorite place. And I, I liked Cheyenne. There's just not much there. Um, the, you know, it's flat, I think. <laughs> That was the uh, that was the big city. So my, I was born and raised in um, northern Colorado and a little and well, oh, yeah, you're from Colorado. Yeah, Loveland. Um, we lived right at the base of the Rockies, and we used to go up to Estes Park every single weekend. I I grew up driving jeeps through all those logging roads. But when I was in fourth grade, um, my dad sold his business. We moved to Western Nebraska in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, in Panhandle. Yes, we talked about that. I remember that. Yeah. And so school shopping, um, we had a, let's see, we had, what did we have? We had a buckle, we had a Forever 21, we had a Herbergers, and a JCPenney. But <laughs> all the cool kids, all the cool kids went to the Cheyenne Mall. We made the two-hour drive to the Cheyenne Mall. Um, and that that's where you got your school clothes because if you went to any other places, you were going to be wearing the same thing as everybody else. Yes, they were, and you were going to – yeah. I feel yeah. that. So yeah. we, then, I think we stayed in Loveland. We didn't stay in Cheyenne because rooms were at the Wazoo for Frontier Days. Yeah. So I was like, that's yeah, I ain't doing that. So we stayed in Loveland. Away. Yeah, it's only a 30, 45-minute drive yeah, now. it's not bad at all. But we talked about Nebraska because I have family in Nebraska still um, yeah. in Valentine. So, yep. Yeah, there ain't, oh, there ain't uh, nothing there for school shopping either. So I no, did that. <laughs> no, but I mean, in Valentine, the standard dress is, is like Wranglers, boots, and whatever shirt you threw on. If so. you're wearing something different, it'd be a little crazy. You know, you'd be from somewhere <laughs> different. My family still has a, they still have a ranch up there, and it's like on the outskirts of Valentine. So it's mm -hmm. uh, it's always good to go see. And we'll probably go there for Christmas because I like cold Christmases, and Oklahoma just don't give it. So. Well, I mean, they do in spurts, and then you go from no snow to having snow drifts 
Um, Our Christmas in, is in February, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, Bailey Ray, thank you so much for spending some time with us today on Texas Country Day Radio. Well, thank um, you for having me. Be sure to go and spin and um, download and request Bailey Ray, Broken Heart to Broken Heart, on all of your local radio stations because it's a song that deserves to get played. Well, thank you. Bailey, where can they find you? Where can they find information about you? you? I think you can find me on, let me see, I have all the apps, and I'm trying to remember which ones. Facebook, Instagram, X, which is Twitter, I think. I don't even know yeah. anymore. Um, Whatever Twitter is now. And then I have a TikTok, but I only have two videos. So if you want to go watch one of the two videos, you're more than welcome to. Um, and then I have like Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. So go find sure. me somewhere. Bailey Ray Music. I always love watching artists squirm when I ask him that question. I'm like, crap, where can you find me? Because half the half the artists don't even manage their own social media anymore. Well, it's like I've got all the apps, but I'm not like super present on TikTok or X or Twitter yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm very active on Instagram and Facebook and that kind of stuff. But I have a website, BaylorMusic.com, and you can find me there too. So it's Perfect. always the I'm on everything. So I'm sure you can find me somewhere. I'm on Google too. I don't really like to do that, but. <laughs> don't search me please right you'll find some right. old videos that are scary right well bailey thank you so much for joining us and well thank have you a for having me <laughs>